Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Sparks, host of the new podcast, The One Recipe, from the team behind The Splendid Table. This pod is all about that one recipe that you lean on. The one you share with friends, the one you make when you need a little love, and the one you know will work every single time. Every week, I talk with chefs and gifted cooks from all over the world about their one and the story behind it. We're here to help you build your kitchen library one dish at a time. Follow The One Recipe wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, what's the number one reason you should try Instacart? Shopping over 1.5 million unique products from over 1,000 retailers and get everything delivered right to your door in as fast as one hour, all in one app. So you can spend more time with the ones who matter most. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. The world is a dumpster fire. I'm Amy. And I'm Grace. And we want to fucking help. We're comedy writers in Los Angeles, so we're taking those bad news lemons and making them into a lemonade. We talk about cultural moments we love. Talk to people we adore. Crushes we have. And self-care we stand. During these trying times, we all need a show that focuses on joy. This is The Antidote. Hello, everyone. Oh, my God. To the last episode of the season. Oh, my God. What a time it's been. In less than a year, we've recorded how many episodes? 40 episodes. That's nuts. How'd we do that? I don't know. (laughs) We were both extremely busy. We were crushingly busy, both of us. How'd we do that? But I guess we did it because we wanted to. But it's genuinely been a joy hearing from you. So many people have reached out and told us what the podcast has meant to them. And I just want to thank everybody for listening this season. We're so happy. Like, we really set out to try and make something that made us feel good about Mm -hmm. slogging through this terrible universe. And in doing that, I feel like we also made some listeners feel good, too. So this Mm -hmm. has been really awesome. And it's only goes to show how much we care about just spreading goodness into the world with our final guest, the one, the only, the Tabitha Brown. Oh my God, the Tabitha Brown. We're so excited for you guys to hear that conversation because it was a good one. Yeah. So let's get into this final episode of season one of The Antidote. Starting now up top with our bummer news of the week. First up, we read in the mirror that a teacher called a student's mom a bully for not inviting the entire class to her daughter's birthday party. And um, this was triggering to me for many reasons, but let me Mm. just spell out this story. A mom anonymously posted on a Reddit thread, Am I the Asshole? One of my favorite threads ever. I love when people get dragged. But this one, I'm on the mom's side, where she said she was planning to hold a small party for her daughter's eighth birthday and her four close friends. The mom claims that her daughter is a, quote, shy, bookish introvert, (laughs) heard, who would... (laughs) quote, prefer to read at the library than go to a big social event. So she decided to just have four close friends go out for ice cream and do a paint-your-own ceramic activity. However, once word got out that the daughter was having a birthday party and not all of her 30 classmates were invited, her school teacher sent an email to the mother claiming that her daughter was being a, quote, bully by not inviting everyone and called the mother out for her, quote, lack of inclusivity. No, no, no. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. The mother posted about how she was stressed. She was like, quote, we're not poor by any means, but we're not rich and we live in a small apartment. I can't afford to host a party for 30 kids or bring 30 kids to an activity. I was also afraid of my daughter being bullied at her own party and wanted Mm. this to be a safe space for her, end quote. And 
Honestly, mama, I'm with you. You ain't the asshole the teacher is. You. I am with you as a bookish, nerdish girl. (laughs) I'm like, I'm an introvert. And it's shit like this that made me one. Like the pressure of, quote unquote, how to socialize the right way instead of just getting to be me. Like this is my origin story is being bullied at birthday parties and being like, I don't want to do this no more. (laughs) Exactly. As a quiet, bookish girl who was bullied, there's nothing that I would hate on my birthday more than inviting all 30 people to my class. Number one, I'm like, I know y'all really don't want to be here. Y'all just want some free cake and some hot dogs (laughs) and some shit or whatever. Y'all don't like me. Y'all don't talk to me at school. Like, why would that be a thing that's now people are expected to do? Uh, I mean, yeah, if you want to have a small little birthday party that you will actually enjoy on your actual birthday. Yeah, the teacher sounds like the bully. Yes, I agree. But that's not the only bit of bummer news this week. Don't worry, there's more. I don't know. Have you heard of the Doomsday Clock? I hadn't heard of this until I read this on NPR. Mm-mm. What is it? So the Doomsday Clock is this metaphorical clock representing how close we as a society are to, quote, catastrophe and widespread oh. calamity. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> and apparently the Doomsday Clock has been set to 90 seconds to midnight. And it's a metaphorical 90 seconds. It's a metaphorical midnight. But the clock was created by the Science and Security Board of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. And they review the position of the clock every January. Its last big move being set to 100 seconds to midnight in 2020. So here we are. The clock was set 90 seconds to midnight, which was largely, though not exclusively, apparently related to the war in Ukraine. There was a quote from Mary Robinson, who's the former UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, that said, The doomsday clock is sounding an alarm for the whole of humanity. We are on the brink of a precipice, but our (gasps) leaders are not acting at sufficient speed or scale to secure a peaceful and livable planet. What does that make you think, Grace? (laughs) Well... Uh, you know how sometimes the outside of the world matches the inside <laughs> of your personal world? I've been feeling that we we close to something. This world is not going in the right direction. It's going yeah, in the wrong yeah. one. So yeah, I yeah. guess this is just confirmation that it's almost a wrap for uh, uh, <laughs> Earth because human beings have not been good stewards of it. No. And it just reminds me of that T.S. Eliot quote. This is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but a whimper, that Mm. we're just getting closer and closer to destruction. But it's not surprising. It's just disappointing, I guess. Yeah, but I'm also like, take us, world. Take us, planet. Crush us, icebergs. Burn us, sun. Let us go gently into that soft good night. It's time to go. Like, and I'm like, if you're ready, world, like 90 seconds, ain't they up by now? (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, go off. Because like, why are we here? I would like it to be like an asteroid. I would like it to be a bang, not a whimper. I just want it to just go quick. No, just it's going to be a whimper. Quick, it's quick, be 19 quick, 19 more COVIDs, and then we're just all going to drop over. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm going to keep on being a bad bitch until the last second. Exactly. Like, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> stomping around in my Prada boots until then. Exactly. <laughs> How do you feel, Grace, after discussing all this? We're the strange couple of stories. Let's go get into this antidote. All right. Well, this is the segment where we tell you about the culture we consumed and things we did this week that made us feel better about the bummer news. What was your antidote this week, Grace? Oh, my God. I really had a good antidote this week. So, you know, I was in New York for a few months. And then, like, about 10 days after I got home from New York, 
I had to pack again to go to Jamaica and to my parents' house. Just everything was in shambles. Like (laughs) I had all this laundry I had to do. I had all this laundry I had unfolded. My closet was a crazy mess. And so someone very kindly reached out over DM, one of our lovely listeners, a woman named Diane Lowy, and said, oh, "Oh, I'm an organizer in New York. I would love to come and help you out. Because on the podcast, you mentioned that you were trying to get your house back in order. And I was just like, really? And so (laughs) she came by this week. And it was an incredible, I don't know what I expected, but it was so much better than anything I expected. So she comes in. And then she's just like, oh, yeah, I just need to ask you some questions first. And so she asked me some questions about my lifestyle, even questions about my state of mind. And so she was sort of framing organization as self-care. Like I told her, for example, I hate folding clothes. It's the nightmare of my life. And so she was just like, okay, you hate folding. So your leggings, let's hang those instead of folding them. I'm like, what? I could do that? (laughs) That's allowed? (laughs) I know. No, exactly. I just never thought. I thought leggings are folding things. And then she was also talking even about like, oh, you say you get your house cleaned. Do you have them do laundry? And I'm like, no, it feels like I should at least do my laundry. She's like, no. She's like, She's like, you you're not doing do it, though. What works for you. <laughs> yeah, you're like, but you're, exactly. you're leaving it in the dryer. <laughs> so she's just like, you need to, like, get somebody to come do your laundry because obviously it's something that causes you a lot of right. stress and your time could be better spent doing other things. And she even talked about it as a feminist issue mm. that, you know, if a man was not a fan of doing laundry, he wouldn't even yeah. hesitate to get some help with that. And so once she did that, we, like, went into oh my, my closet We looked at everything. She, like, thought of systems. She had brought all these, like, boxes and shoe racks and everything like that. And so now my closet is so beautiful. She even brought hangers to make sure all the hangers were the same and different kinds of hangers. And now the closet works. It's so functional. I actually can see everything I have. So it was so, like, transformative in my life. She's typically in New York. Her name is Diane Lowy. Her website is www.newyorkathome.com. And mm. her Instagram handle is at New Yorker at home on Instagram. That's at New Yorker at home. So it was just a lovely afternoon spent with her. And she really changed my life with this closet, man. It's really gorgeous. And and now it's inspired me to like get my bathroom in order because the way I feel looking at my closet, it's just a level of order brought into my life that is really, really special and moving. So highly, highly recommend her. Wow. So that was my antidote. What was yours this week? I feel like I always have like very basic and approachable antidotes, but I had two meetings in the same area of town the other day. And I had a meeting at 2.45 and then a meeting at 6. But they were in the same area of Mm -hmm. town and I didn't know what to do between the meetings. And I was like, 
I have two hours to kill in between. Do I drive back home? And I'm like, well, if I drive back home, I'll just have to immediately get back in my car and drive back out. <laughs> I'm just like, being in mm-hmm, person is yeah. so stressful. I want to go back to Zoom. And I didn't want to go to cafe because also the time of the meetings, I was like, I don't want coffee. I don't want tea. Six o'clock, I'm going to have mm-hmm. drinks. So I don't want to get a drink. But in between both of these meetings, a friend of mine lived in between them, my friend Jasmine. And I mm-hmm. called her up. I sent her a voice note. And I was just like, hey, Jazz, if you're in your house during this time to this time, could I I just stop by and just like park it at your place for an hour before my next meeting? And she was like, mm. of course, girl. <laughs> and I just like, <laughs> it was so nice. So I got to her place and I had a script to read. So I read it. And then we just like kikied for about 45 minutes. And then I went to my next meeting. Aww. As y'all know, listeners, I'm not spontaneous. I don't do things at the drop of a hat. And I was kind of like proud of myself for being like, oh, I did something just like off the cuff because I could, you know. But then I also (laughs) was like, it was a nice excuse to catch up with someone who I used to see a lot more because we used to live really close together. And now we don't see each other as much. So I was like, oh, this is really good. And I actually want to Obviously, not every time I have a meeting do I have time to actually do that. It was Friday, and Fridays tend to be lighter mm-hmm. for me. So I had the time to do it. Mm-hmm. But I do want to take account of that and be like, oh, if I'm meeting someone in this area, do I have a friend nearby that I can just call and just say, hey, even if I don't have time to stop in? I've gotten really into the idea of like when someone pops into your mind, text them, even if you have nothing to say, just like thinking of you or whatever, because I'm like, you just never know where they're at in their day and what a friendly reach out might do for them. So I'm trying to be better Mm -hmm. about that. And I was glad that in this time, like I exercised it. And then like Jasmine and I had a really like deep and wonderful chat for like 45 minutes. And then I was like, okay, bye. (laughs) But it was just really, really wonderful. So I think that's what I loved about both of our antidotes. I feel like even just like our news stories, like one was inward and about ourselves and the other one was about the world. And I feel that about our antidotes too. You were like closet organizing. It's like protecting your space. And mine was like, how do I make going out into the world (laughs) like a calmer experience for me and not being in because another version of me would have driven all the way home. And instead I was like, no, let me just go see a friend and just like chill for a second. Don't do that. First of all, Amy is the mayor of Los Angeles. Anywhere I go with Amy, she has like five friends there. (laughs) So so I feel like you have enough friends scattered throughout the corners of Los Angeles that you should never have to do that. And let me just invite you to my hood. You can always stop by me. You know I would. But yeah, I'm glad that you had that moment with Jasmine. Jasmine came with us to Jamaica. So she's a lovely person. So I know that 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 was a lovely little check-in that you had and probably just calmed you down before your oh, next meeting, sure. you know. Sometimes when you're in, like, work mode, you need that moment of, like, chill in between yeah. meetings. I so. agree. I agree. So, listeners, as our last antidotes of the season, think about things that you can do to protect your peace and take care of you and make your mm-hmm. home a safe haven. And then also things you can do as we continue to step outside into the world to engage mm-hmm. with the world in a way that actually protects you, too. We're all about getting self-care on and there are so many ways to do it. So if you have an antidote to share, you can still use hashtag that's my antidote. We ain't going nowhere. We still around. So reach out and let us know what you up to because we'll miss you too. We'll be back after the break. Okay, welcome back to The Antidote. We have a special guest today. Who is it, Amy? 
amazing guest today is an actor, entrepreneur, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. She co-created and stars in the Emmy-nominated children's show Tab Time on YouTube, a new favorite of my nephews. Her vegan cooking reality series on Food Network Complet Plated is the first of its kind. She also founded a healthy hair care line, Donna's Recipe, and has multiple brand partnerships with major retailers, including her latest, Tabitha Brown for Target. Please welcome America's mom and my favorite person on the internet, Tabitha Brown. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. We're so happy to have you. Hello there. And I love a good intro. I was like, this is good. This is very good. (laughs) You did all that stuff, girl. (laughs) I love it. How are y'all? Doing good. Doing so great. I mean, you know, these these days in L.A. have been very rainy indeed, but, you know, yeah. glad mm-hmm. to have a little sunshine. I know. They have definitely been been rainy, but we needed it. Yeah. It's a cleansing happening that L.A. has needed for a very long time. Completely agree. Yeah, L.A. always smells so good and the air feels so fresh after the rain. And then, you know, yeah. I grew up in the middle of the country where it rains a lot, so I always get so happy when it rains. It feels like home. Yeah, you know, it feels like summertime. Because, you know, I'm from North Carolina, so we get summer rains more so than any time else. So it'd be feeling like home. I'd be like, okay, very good. Then then the sun come out for a little bit and then it started raining while the sun was out. You know, we was growing up. We said that means the devil beating his wife. I don't know where that came from, but that's what we (laughs) said when we was little. I never heard that one. It's a very country thing that I realized. Now I'm like, why did we, why did say, we that? say that? <laughs> and who was the devil's wife? Like, and, and why who was she? She just locks it in the rain. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be like, oh, if his sun is shining and it's raining, the devil is beating his wife. I'm like, Lord, now that I think about it, that's so bad. So many things that we used to say, just questioning now, like the white yes. beater t-shirt. Yeah, me and my husband were talking about it the other day. We were like, are we still calling those white beaters? Like, right. It's like, should they be tank tops? <laughs> like, right. What? Yes. Uh, <laughs> why, why do we call Men's that? undershirt. Yeah. Men's undershirt. Let's, let's go with that. Let's go with yeah. that. <laughs> Well, Tabitha, you are very, very impressive, but we aren't here to talk about your many, many, many accomplishments. Mm -hmm. We are here to get deep. Yes, I love a good deep conversation. Oh, good. And I also love, you're one of our first guests, I feel, who asked us how we are (laughs) before we asked you. (laughs) And I'm like, that is so sweet. I was like stumbled. I'm like, I'm good, I think. (laughs) I was just like, great right now, but today was a complicated day. (laughs) Yeah, we've had some days. We all have had some days. That's why the rain is important. The rain comes to cleanse and restore and bring Mm -hmm. new things, right? And bring life to things that have maybe been dead for quite some time. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. once the rain comes, it can kind of get rid of all the old and bring forth the new. I think that's the season a lot of people have been in, Mm -hmm. which is why I have embraced this rainy season. I agree. And to get it at the top of the year, too, feels like very symbolic in that way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let old things be washed away. Come on, let them go. (laughs) (laughs) Let it all go. Yeah. So let's check in with you. How are you feeling today? And for real, no small talk. Anything weighing on you? How you doing? I'm actually pretty amazing. Went ahead like a manicure and a pedicure today and Mm. uh, just took a little time for tab. And uh, I feel really good. I love Mm. that. Well, let's keep those good vibes going. 
This show is called The Antidote because life is hard and we all need different antidotes to deal with the world. So what would you say is your antidote? In other words, what is something non-work related that's bringing you joy this week, this month? You know what's so funny? I was just going to say, I love that your name is Grace. Oh, thank you. Because that's my word, right? And I just got this bracelet and it says Grace on it. Oh, that's beautiful. Right? And the other one says Patricia, and that was my mother's name. Mm. And so the lesson that she taught me, a, a master's class every day watching her was Grace and how to give that to others. And so right now that is bringing me the most joy, being able to give grace to others, even if they don't deserve it. Mm. And it's giving me joy because that means I've grown so much that I still extend grace to others. Um, And when they don't feel like they deserve it or they're not in a place of healing, I can still give grace because I am in a place. Mm -hmm. And that gives me great joy. That is something I've really been working on. And I do think it's going well. But 2022 was so hard for so many people in the creative industries. And I realized I got to a place where I had to remember it wasn't just hard for me. Like a lot of people Mm -hmm. were going through things and it really became like a waterfall of like realizing like, wait, if it's hard for me, it's hard for a lot of people. What are some ways that you have started to extend grace in terms of like keeping that message in you? Like, oh, if if I'm going through something, other people are going through something too. For me, it's how I live my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm very intentional with it. One thing that I've really changed about myself in these last five years of me being on what I call my freedom walk is taking a moment to take in things that are happening before I respond. Mm. Right. Um, Because a lot of times we're so quick to get back. And we didn't even Mm -hmm. process. Clap back. Like it's a whole word. (laughs) Listen, we're living in a time where people are thriving off of debating. They're thriving off of being the first one to say something negative. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to give people a moment and give myself time to process so that I can give grace. And we can't do that when we react emotionally, when we take no time to process or think and we just say the first thing on our mind. Mm -hmm. First thing on our mind is usually just from an emotion, but I've really been practicing on not using that and allowing myself to take it in because most times whatever it is ain't even about me. That's the realest. It ain't It ain't about you, girl. It ain't about us. It truly isn't. It's internal things that other people are dealing with. Yeah. And I mean, you do so much amazing work on the internet and the comment section can be violence. And, you know, I find myself sometimes in those comments and those mentions, like (laughs) wanting to protect people I care about. And then I'm just like, Grace, why are you arguing with a stranger on the internet? And it is that extra moment that you take to sort of like pause and realize that you're giving this energy to a stranger. So how have you found like dealing with the comment section? Like, how is that grace that you have extended to people translate to that? It's so funny that you said the internet, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we really take that word and look at it for what it is, when you're in the comment sections of the internet, you have a choice if you want to enter the net. Oh, Mm. oh my gosh, that's deep. (laughs) Okay. How have I never heard Ms. that? Ms. Brown came to preach today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that is so deep. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we use a net to catch things. Yeah. That's, what it, that's what nets are for. So you make a decision if you want to enter into that net mm-hmm. and how you decide to enter. 
right? Are you going to enter to be captured or are you going to enter with scissors and cut your way through so that you don't stay in there, but you can just, you're just passing through, Mm. right? So for me, the comments rarely ever do I even allow it to even pass time in my mind, right? Every now and then I'll see something and I'll laugh and be like, well, I got time today to just have fun, you know? (laughs) Um, Because I love a, I love a good fun moment. You know, I have an old soul. So a lot of people will be like, oh, she's so sweet and stuff. But I think some people forget that I also, you know, I did comedy for years and mm-hmm. I did stand up for a little while. And I'm naturally like, that's quick. my gift. I'm quick, <laughs> yeah. right? So I'd be like, oh, I just want to have a little fun real quick. But with grace and love and laughter. Mm-hmm. But them people don't know me. Yeah. Not personally. No. And so I know that all they have is the net that they are entering into yeah. and they're caught up in it. So all they're doing, they trying their best to maneuver their way. And so I give it no energy. I just don't. I'd be like, oh, yeah. bless their heart. <laughs> it's so smart because sometimes <laughs> I want to rise up on behalf of, just like Grace was saying, and then I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. And it is really yeah. true. You're like, if people have the time to be commenting like that, then something is in lack then that means they ain't doing something else. And I was like, well, where you work at? What you doing? You ain't got nothing going on in your life other than this. But that's because they caught in the net. Yeah, they're caught in the net. The thing that always blows my mind is that some people go harder for people they've never met than they do for themselves. That is a word. Like you you literally let people treat you any kind of way. When somebody do something, you don't even speak up for yourself, but you be quick to go off for somebody else. But what about you? Have you taken Mm -hmm. that time, you know, for yourself? Probably not. Turn that inward. Yeah. But a lot of times we don't have that courage. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do self-work. Uh, it's easy to do it out in the world, you know, with other people. But that self-work, that self-reflection and knowing that it's work I got to do on me. And the people ain't ready for that all the time. It Ooh. takes a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a lot of work. Yes. It's hard. But you deserve to work hard at that. We're worthy of that. Completely. We're worthy of mm-hmm. that. And it's a road to get there, though, right? It's a continuous road. We're always on the road. That's the thing. It's just a matter of which way we're going. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so true. <laughs> Are there any rituals in your life that help calm you when you're on this road and realizing, like, I want to be going that way. I want to be going towards positivity, but I'm in a state of stress. Are there rituals you do to help calm you? And how do you maintain? Family, mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. you know, foundation. That's mm-hmm. that's my foundation, my family, home, my husband, my best friend. Yes. I love being a mom. I love my children. Uh, my daddy is also my best friend. I'm a daddy's girl. And I can always call him for a conversation. It just puts everything into perspective. I only have one real sibling, and that's my sister, mm-hmm. Tasha. It's just me and her. We're six years apart. And whatever you need to be reminded about, just life in general, like take everything else out of it, it's family. Yeah, It's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Am I really going to stress about something that I don't have no control over or whatever is happening that doesn't even serve me in this moment? Let's go back to the basics. Reflecting on foundation and just knowing what's really important. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really try to focus on negativity. You know, I have really been intentional about living a positive life because I've been through depression before. I've been in a dark space before and and it is no fun. No. I have no desires to go back there. Mm -hmm. Not saying I don't have bad days or tough days. Sure. 
but I really focus on the light every day. No matter what, every day is the light for me. I try to start my day with a gratitude practice. Mm-hmm. And it really does put a lot into perspective. And acknowledging when it is situational, like I'll TMI for a second and just say like, I'm on my period and like, I'm at the start and it's, all, I'm me crampy, too, I'm bloated. Oh, my oh y'all are synced up. And oh, just, man, I love that we're synced not? up. It's because I'm watching too many of your videos online. We synced up. I'm spending all my time with you. So I'm just like so sensitive and I'm like in such a bad mood as I was like moving through the start of my day. And I was just kind of like, but this is temporary. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I can't like treat people in any sort of way. Like this has nothing to do with them. I'm just in a state. (laughs) So I feel you. (laughs) Yep. It happens. But then it's also a reminder that we are very much so alive. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely something we can always find a reason to be grateful. Even yeah. for the things that get on my last nerve. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you, child. Mine came on early. Now I'm going, we're going to Sundance, me and my oh, husband. Yes. Fun. Normally my period would have started this week. Last week I was like, oh Lord, it would be so nice if my period came on early because we ain't taking no kids. It's just gonna be me and him up in the exactly. hotel. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> and then it, I was grateful. I was grateful that it came on early. Yes. <laughs> You're like, oh, hello. Oh, Lord. Like, Won't he do it? <laughs> I, told, I told my husband, I said, hey, I see you at Sunday. That'll be so fun. Uh, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, Black people have always been vegan. For Black Americans, it's still sort of like coming to the surface. Mm-hmm. So, You were introduced to a vegan diet and committed to this lifestyle after you noticed your chronic pain and fatigue symptoms subsided. So is being vegan as difficult as some folks make it out to be? Are there any tips for anybody thinking about veganism that you may have to get started? I think you said something that's important, that we have always been vegan, right? Mostly. Mm -hmm. Prior to being enslaved and brought over here, you know, we did not have a huge meat diet. It, it wasn't our mm-hmm. diet. That became our diet out of survival. And so I didn't realize that, of course, until I went on the journey for myself. I think if we get out of our mind the word vegan, then we realize that, wait, we've been eating like this all along. You know, mm-hmm. the majority of our food that we eat is vegetables. And so I always tell people, just try not to think of the word. Just look at the food as food. Mm. It's not that hard. I was always pretty healthy with my eating, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't eating to feel a certain way. I was eating to look a certain way. Mm. And because of that, I was damaging my body. You know, Mm -hmm. some days not eating at all, trying to have this Hollywood look, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I went on the journey and I started doing videos, my goal was make people curious uh, because it's important. We need that. We need to know that we can still have our favorite things if we just switch out some of the ingredients. So that it's it's less harmful for us. We Mm -hmm. can live a life where we can listen to our body and give it what it asks for and be okay with that and not feel like we're missing nothing. I mean, I think it is crucial to stop reframing it as sort of like a condition and just start thinking of the food. It's completely doable. And it's easier than what we think, right? Right. I always tell Mm -hmm. people, look at it like this. If you're not vegan, that means you can eat pretty much anything. But the list is very small of what you normally eat when it comes to the meat. So it's like chicken, fish, beef, pork, seafood, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe lamb. You can count on your hands, right? right? Your your meat options and then dairy. 
Yeah. So we can count on our hands if we're not vegan. But this is the only thing that you can't eat if you're vegan. Everything else you can have. It's a very small amount of things. (laughs) Yes. Everything else. (laughs) It's not that big a change. It's not that big. No. You're just rewiring your mind to think differently. And once you start doing it, it becomes normal. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It just becomes normal. So another thing about your journey that's so interesting to me, I started out wanting to act too. Yes. And, you know, I went on a little topsy-turvy journey to get to be a TV writer, which I am right now. So what was your journey? I know you started out doing a lot of acting comedy and stuff like that. So how did you sort of come to the point where you kind of made that switch and being like, okay, I'm not doing this as much. I'm going to make my own videos and put them up and, you know, try to inspire people in a different way. Well, honey, I only wanted to act, right? Mm. That was always my dream and goal. And when I got sick and, you know, 2016 is when I got sick and I was sick for about a year and a half. Mm. And I had a dream. I saw myself on a show. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of weeks prior to me having this dream, I had had what I called my coming to Jesus moment in my bathroom, right? Because mm-hmm. I'd been sick for so long. I was depressed. I thought God had forgotten about me. Mm-hmm. And I went in there and I was like, Lord, I'm going to try one more last time to really pray and mean it this time. Mm-hmm. And I got in the mirror and I was looking at myself in my eyes because they say that's how you can see your soul, right? Through your eyes. Yeah. And I said, God, if you heal me, you can have me. And I ain't going to try to live my life my way no more. I'm going to live it the way you created me to live it. And so I meant it that day because all the other times of praying, I wasn't really meaning it because I didn't think that he could hear me anymore. Mm. But this day, something felt different. And a couple weeks later, I had this dream and I saw myself on a show. And I was like, now, my dreams, if everybody knows, you know, I'm gifted in that. That's my gift since I was a little girl. I would dream things and they come to pass. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so when I woke up, I was like, okay, Lord, reveal that to me. You know, what was that? And so I heard a voice that said, start doing videos. But I was just like, Lord, no, I don't want to do no videos. You know, I am an actress. And for so many years, I was told, you know, if you do videos or, you know, social media stuff, you ain't going to be taken serious in Hollywood. Because I had a lot of friends that when the Vine era happened, they all jumped on there and became pretty successful on the Internet. And I was thinking I was better than them. I was like, oh, honey, y'all ain't going to make it in Hollywood because y'all doing that. (laughs) Honey, meanwhile, I was still working a job making $15 an hour struggling. Okay. Thought I was better than somebody. Okay. I don't know what I was thinking. But again, God said to me, start doing videos. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to do any videos. He said, listen, you said, if I heal you, I can have you. So that means you Mm got to be obedient and do what I ask of you. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, if I start doing videos, I ain't even got nothing to do videos about. Like, what would I do a video about? Right. So in my first couple of videos that I had started doing, I was telling the same kind of jokes I would tell on stage when I was doing mm-hmm. stand-up. And I still was not well. So I would be sitting on my bed or on my couch and just sharing, you know? Yeah. And then when my daughter came home from school and told me that she had watched a documentary at school, which was what the mm-hmm. hell, and she was like, Mama, I think y'all should watch it. And so we watched it. And when they started talking about not all diseases are hereditary, is that mm-hmm. we eat the same thing that can cause the same disease in our family. It was like a light bulb moment for me. So I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to go on a 30-day vegan challenge. Let me just try it because I've been sick for so long, honey, with every drug they gave me, I took every shot, everything. Nothing helped. Did this vegan journey. 10 days went by. I started feeling amazing. Wow. At the 30 days, I told my husband, oh, my God, I'm feeling like my old self again. I'm not going back. I'm going to be vegan. The day I said that, God whispered in my ear. He said, now tell people what you're eating in your videos. 
And I was like, time out, Lord. <laughs> I had also shaved off all my hair in the process because I was like renewing myself. I'm right. mm-hmm. trying to go on this new freedom walk. Because also in giving my life to God, I had to truly become who he created me to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Not this image that I had created, you yeah. know. And so that is the only reason I started doing videos. I still wanted to act, right? Mm-hmm. I still yeah. had this desire to act, but I had been on disability for a year, mm-hmm. not really auditioning, not really able to do anything. And so I was like, well, God, whatever this journey is that you got me on, I'm going to just go on this journey and I'm going to be obedient. And so I started driving Uber in October. This is all 2017. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had this idea when I go drive Uber, <laughs> I'm going to get discovered in my car. I was like, this LA, I'm going to pick up a writer, a producer, a director, somebody going to love me. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to get discovered in my car. I didn't know when I said I'm going to get discovered in my car. I remember telling my husband, we talk about it all the time. That meant I was going to get discovered eating a sandwich in my car. I still got discovered in my car, but it was not from a producer. <laughs> it was or not director. the way you expected Okay. It was me eating a sandwich and telling people about this new vegan food that I found and then went viral and changed my whole entire life. Right. Wow. And so I still love to act. It's still yeah. my passion. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. God took me on a detour because he wanted to show me something mm-hmm. that I couldn't have seen had I said, no, Lord, I'm mm-hmm. going to be an actress. Yeah. I'm not going to be obedient to what you ask of me. I'm going to stay focused and do this myself the way I had been doing for about 20 years. Right. Yeah. Going nowhere fast. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to let you guide. I'm going to do the work. Mm-hmm. So I was consistent. I did it every day. I still do it. But now mm-hmm. I get offers for shows. I either mm-hmm. love them or I don't. And I go right. do them like the shy. Yes. I love the shy. I was already a thing. I love Linda. Yes. And when she said, girl, I got a role for you. I thought it was going to be like a little cameo. Honey, she gave me six episodes. I was like, well, Jesus, look at what the Lord has done. <laughs> ah, look at that. So I absolutely still do both. I have show ideas where I'm developing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'll never stop performing. I, I couldn't stay in the box that I created for myself when yeah. God said, get out. He said, get out of there. Let me yeah. let me do something else for you. Um, and, and, and I said yes to it. And it changed my whole life. And I love that it has brought you back to your original passion as well. And I can't not also recognize that the foundation of acting gives you the reps to keep showing up on the videos and keep doing it. Like that's something that people kind of forget that there's no such thing as wasted time. Yeah. That time that you spent is still foundational. And then when you go back to acting, you already have the skills because you've been doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And now I show up free. Come on. Right? I show up completely free where I get to play. Right. And not be in in my head. It wasn't God saying, give up this dream. It's God saying, you're just going to get to it in a different way. Yeah, he was saying... More. Mm-hmm. I, I have more for you. That that was the word. It was more. I was limiting myself mm-hmm. by just saying, no, I'm just an actress. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, I, I have designed you to do more. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I, you know, have multiple businesses. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Multiple partnerships, multiple brand deals. And I own all my content. Because actors don't <laughs> at all. Hello. So, <laughs> I mean, just that alone um, mm-hmm. is, is a new level of power um, yeah. that an actor has to wait until they get to a crazy high level in order yeah. to reclaim. Yeah, he, he literally took me on a detour to open my eyes, to create something new inside of me. He gave me knowledge that I didn't know I had, mm-hmm. you know. I can sit in a room and in a meeting and be like, Lord, how do I know this stuff? He will deposit everything that you need inside of you. If he's going to take you on a journey, you better believe he's going to equip you for it. Yes. Mm. So I'm so grateful, honey. I mean, hearing that word more, 
I want us to all take that into 2023 with everything that we're all doing to our listeners. If you have a project that you're working on and you're thinking of what the next move is, open yourself up to listen and prepare yourself for more. That's beautiful. And know that your blessings don't always come the way that you envision it. Your dreams don't show up the way you envision it. Mm -hmm. They can come in the form of you doing videos, even if you didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Right. It can come in the form of you driving Uber because I just need to pay my car payment and my phone bill because Mm -hmm. I was broke. Mm -hmm. Right. So it doesn't always have this glitz and glam look, but the glitz and glam be behind it. It might be (laughs) further down the road. Yeah. But it's coming. But you got to just be obedient. I love that. I'm curious before we let you go, if you could pick your favorite vegan recipe to cook, what would it be? Do you have a favorite? I, I love so much food. Before I was vegan, I could answer this question easily because my favorite food was seafood. Mm-hmm. And now because I'm vegan, I don't have a favorite anymore. I just love it all. Uh, last night I made a vegan seafood broil, well, boil, but in the air fryer. And I made yeah. my own sauce and dipped it grill because I love mushrooms. So yeah. mataki mm-hmm. and uh, trumpet mushrooms, you know, that was like my shrimp and crab. But I do love tacos. I'm big on tacos. So jackfruit. Fajita tacos is probably one of my favorite things. It's quick, it's easy, it's delicious. Put some guacamole on there, honey. Very good. Yes. Now I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry. Well, wow. We feel so much better now that we've talked to you. This has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Tabitha Brown. Oh, thank you. I appreciate y'all. Do you have anything coming up you want to tell us about? Anything you'd like to plug? It can even be something you just love, not something you created. Honey, listen, Donna's Recipe, which is my hair care line, is now back in stock because it sold out the first week. I know. Uh, Most stores sold out in three hours. Uh, Tab time, we're going into season three next month. I'm excited about my children's show. So catch up on all the old episodes. And uh, if you can find anything at Target, go on over there and grab whatever is left. Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's it. You can always catch me on you know, all social media. I am Tabitha Brown. Thank you so much, Tabitha. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. Bye. I love it. Okay, to close us out, we're doing our creative tap-in, which is our segment about creativity. Amy, are you ready for this week's quote? I sure am. Last creative tap-in of the season. Okay, here we go. There is a fountain of youth. It is your mind, your talents, the creativity you bring to your life. And that's by Sophia Loren. One more time. There is a fountain of youth. It is your mind, your talents, the creativity you bring to your life. Sophia Loren. I really love that. Uh, It makes me think of uh, one of our past creative tap-ins from Brene Brown and how she talks about cultivating a spirit of play. And as adults, we still need to play. And it's play that keeps you like vibrant and agile, both mentally, physically, emotionally, all the things. Um, And that is the Mm -hmm. fountain of youth. It is pouring back into you and like listening. It's your mind, your talents. That is what keeps you young. I was just having a long conversation with a friend about how I feel like I inherited a spirit of adventure from my parents because, you know, they left their Mm -hmm. home country and came to the States. But now they don't travel. They just stay their asses in Texas. (laughs) And I got to be honest, like part of why I love to travel is it makes me 
feel young, to go somewhere new Mm -hmm. and see new things and tap into every time I travel, I feel creative. And so this quote really speaks to me. I'm like, by continuing to explore and learn about yourself and the world around you, you actually maintain youthfulness. So Mm -hmm. love that, Miss Lauren. Um, What does the quote make you think, Grace? Well, it just makes me think about how blessed I feel sometimes Mm. to do creative work. Yeah. Because I do feel like I have a lot of friends with like a lot of very serious jobs. (laughs) Like they're contributing things to the world. (laughs) And, you know, we contribute our own things as creative people. We contribute joy and happiness. But at the end of the day, my job really is to laugh all day, to tell stories (laughs) about my life, to open myself up to other people's stories which is what I even really loved about acting. I know we talked to Tabitha about her journey from acting to where she is. And I really do feel just blessed to have this creative life that makes me feel young all the time because sometimes I'm at work and I'm just like, I can't believe I'm being paid to do this. I can't (laughs) believe I'm being paid to play. Um, I make believe. Like when I was a little girl, I used to make up stories with my Barbie dolls. And so even though I didn't identify as a writer until much later, I see it now that I was writing back then. And so to make my living doing this, I never lose the sense of gratitude for being able to do that because I do feel like it's my little fountain of youth that I get to remain playful because of the job I do. So thank you, Sophia Loren, for bringing this gratitude on our last episode of our season. Thanks for listening to The Antidote. We hope this injected a little bit of joy into your week. I know it did mine. How about you, Amy? I feel good, girl. We should do this again sometime. Oh, we'll be here next season? That's right. This episode wraps up our first season of The Antidote. Aww. This has been such a great experience, and I just want to take a moment to thank all of our listeners, um, <laughs> my mom and dad, who have listened <laughs> to every single episode yes. of this podcast. Just thank you so much, anyone who is within the sound of my voice. We are so appreciative that me and my bestie Amy, we just decided to do this thing together, and it's been such a joy to have so many conversations and we hope that you truly got something out of it. Yeah, and thank you to our team um, at APM and our senior producer, Sierra Spragley-Ricks, who's always in the credits and always holding it down. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we couldn't have done this without your support and care and love. And yeah, we wanted to bring a little bit more brightness to our lives and to the world during such a crazy time. And you know what, Grace? I think we did that. I think we did. Listeners, take care of yourselves and each other. We can't wait to be with you again after a bit of a hiatus. And if you miss us, listen to our old episodes. There are very many. Yeah, for real. We have like 40, y'all. And in the meantime, if you'd like to follow us on social, follow me, Grace, at GracieAct. That's G-R-A-C-Y-A-C-T. And follow me, Amy, at Amy Aniobi. That's A-M-Y-A-N-I-O-B-I. And follow the show at The Anti- Pod. That's the with two E's. If you like feeling good about yourself, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Goodbye. And listen to the universe. Be ready for more. The Antidote Season 1 has been hosted by us, Amy Aniobi and Grace Edwards. The show's production team includes senior producer Sierra Spragley-Ricks and associate producer Jess Penzetta. 
Our executive producer is Erica Krauss, and our editor is Erica Janik. Sound mixing by Alex Simpson. Digital production by Miju Sayuni, The Goat. Talent booking by Marion Ways. Our theme music was composed and produced by TT the Artist and Cosmo the Truth. APM studio executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Concept created by Amy Aniopi and Grace Edwards. Send us your antidotes at antidoteshow.org. And remember to follow us on social media at The Antidote Pod. That's the with two E's. The Antidote is a production of American Public Media. Keep taking care of yourselves.